Welcome back to all new The Giant Contra with the Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desi. Desi is dead, Robinson, with the bestest of the messes, the co-host of the coast, hostiest, Christian, the Damon Lama, writer of Ventor. How's everybody doing? We're coming off, uh, if you if you feeling the vibes, we're coming off the, the epic three hour and 21 minute podcast from last week. It was, it was, we're still riding that high. Um, Kaylee will be back. Um, at some point, um, we're finding the right because if we brought her on this X Men episode, it'd be another three hours. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we was like, you know what? We'll bring her back for another episode. She may be on the Nerds Against the World revival. But we still got a lot of episodes to record for that. Very interesting. Very very interesting for sure. Um, there's an episode that we recorded. Um, I still have to figure out what order these episodes are going to be coming out. Um, we did a very interesting episode. It would have been better if we had more people, but um, life happens. Right. So we, we had a very interesting episode uh, on the religion episode. Uh, mm. We had a spiritual agnostic and two atheists on the episode. We're not telling you who's on that episode. We're just letting you know that it was a very, it was, I thought it was a good one. Um, and then when you listen to these episodes... Just know the whole point of the Nerds Against the World revival does not only just talk about nerd topics, but also topics that us nerds should be talking about. And if this reached out to a wider audience, hopefully it reaches out to a wider audience. You you have varying opinions and we can hope to one day talk it out instead of be bitch boys all over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> for real just oh my god too many bitch boys out there <clears throat> but anywho a lot of interesting things has been happening for the last week i mean this week alone um last of us ghost of Tsushima, final fantasy 7 remake animal crossing and one more game after the experience of mine are all up for game of the year i rather see ghost of Tsushima, animal crossing and final fantasy um, be in the running for game of the year, but we all know people are going to vote for Last of Us too. Yeah, that's the probably more, that's the more depressing part because personally, I feel Animal Crossing and Ghost of Tsushima alone are two games that made people forget what's going on in the world. For sure, it definitely they definitely were like very good. Um, expressions of like getting lost yeah. in storytelling um final fantasy 7 remake helped people reinvigorate their love for, not only for final fantasy and rpgs but also bring us in a new direction in a classic franchise and also bring in new people who never played this game all those are well within their rights to be game of the year well last of us 2 is very divisive and I think um, it. I think it. It. Um, the word I'm looking for deserves a episode where we could actually sit down and talk about it. But it'll more likely be sometime in 2021 when I know Christian actually played it. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. So and I, and plus I think it would also be beneficial to talk about it then because I like I said I think it may win Game of the Year. And then we could talk about if it deserves the Ben Game of the Year or not. Hmm. So, 
Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's a good topic for 2021. Also in 2021, I want to. I'm working on it now. We may get a new logo, people. Ooh. We may get a new logo. 2021, the year for the GCR. We're gonna have a YouTube channel. We're gonna. We're gonna have a lot of stuff coming. That's for sure. We are on its way. We're gonna look to the future, and we're gonna be on lockdowns. Best believe. Alright, let me just let y'all know this now. We're going <laughs> it's like, on what lockdown. we're gonna do during lockdown. As soon as Biden going into office, we're going right into lockdown and then Fauci and his people at the C D C are gonna be working on a vaccine. Well technically I would say we're not even getting that like in January. That's happening tomorrow for well, us. If you're in the California area. Um, if you're in the California area like us, your lockdown begins tomorrow as of this recording. That would be 11 uh what is it 11 2020 yep but it's more of a curfew it's not an official lockdown it's more of a curfew it's gonna become a, a lockdown and you it's, know it, it's gonna be a common lockdown real soon and people's bitching on gavin newsom yes newsom has money and and it has been stated if he if he could he would give everyone including me christian money to live off of but we still have an orange turn up a butt hurt orange turnip still in the fucking office, and dead hands O'Connell still the House Speaker. So make a bad what you will. But we're not talking about any of that shit. Um, the news topics we will talk about next week's episode: Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to be filming next year. Ant Man three is going to be filming next year. It was announced today at the time of this recording. Um, Black Panther 2 will start filming in July of 2021. Um, something that both me and Christian didn't ever think was going to happen. Two things we didn't think it was ever going to happen. HBO Max is working on a deal with Ro- with Roku so we can finally use the Roku instead of our consoles. Oh, yeah. like That, that honestly would be really nice because I think it would also affect... Like obviously it's it's a deal with Roku, yeah. but I think eventually that means it's also going to affect how they have their deals with other like TV manufacturers possibly. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I would be excited because like HBO Max is like the one thing I can't use natively on my TV, which is how I pretty much like default to using all my other like streaming. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is a Avengers Five, a setup for Avengers Five. Which is very interesting to, um, to see. Deadpool 3. Um, yeah, Deadpool 3. Marvel Cinematic Studios are pulling the trigger and they got two new writers. Um, I finally canceled DC Universe. I was gonna I was gonna do the same thing and I was okay, dude. So I was t- I was telling you a little bit before the recording, I got a new phone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as I was choosing the apps to re-download, I definitely did not re-download DC Universe. I finally, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to remember to, to cancel my my subscription. I finally pulled the plug a week and a half a week and a half ago. I finally pulled the plug. My brother wanted to see Gotham by Gaslight. It was one of the few animated features that's still on DC Universe. I told him you need to hurry up and watch it, or I'm ca- I'm gonna cancel it. He finally watched it. He said, "Don't you want to watch Red Sun? It's coming to HBO Max real soon." So I'm not worried about it. It's like, don't worry, I'm gonna see it real quick. I'm like, Titans, Titans, Doom Patrol, is already on HBO Max. I, I can wait. I know Red Sun is coming right up in 2021. I can wait. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. He's like, what about all the comics you want to read? Fuck them. 
<laughs> yeah, that's honestly kind of that's literally how I was because that's the only thing I liked it for the comics. And honestly, like they fucked me over so much, I was like, nope. I think I'm really just I'm ready to say okay, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and plus it was not gonna be, it, it was not going to be seven ninety nine just for the comics. They wouldn't make you. There was going to uh, literally people make you pay at least fifteen dollars more a month for DC Universe and plus yearly. I was like. So you, if they would have kept it seven ninety nine, I would have kept it for just the comics. But they're not only not doing that, but they're also taking it off of Roku. So if you have a streaming service like Roku, Apple TV, um, or Google Chromecast, you're no longer going to be able to stream it on your television or your consoles. You're going to have to use it on your phone or computer. Mm. So, bye-bye. Right, it's definitely not something that I'm gonna see myself continuing to pay for coming into 2021. Yep, um, but yeah, that's about DC. Now, the point of this episode is an X Men reboot. Now, it's gonna be the eventuality we're gonna see the X Men in the MCU. There is a spoiler tied to WandaVision to a character that we're not gonna talk about. Um, it has been so so confirmed we have to wait till january 15th 2021 to see wandavision which is more than fair because by that point the mandalorian season two would be done so it starts and it's a two-week um by the time mandalorian season two ends there's gonna be a two-week break and then the um then the wandavision kicks in so it's, it's not bad and but in between oh yeah wonder woman is going to be on hbo max wonder woman 1984 <laughs> It's going to be on HBO Max. Like I said, what we did not predict that. We thought it was going to be in theaters in 2021. Yeah. Like, I definitely didn't think I was going to see it, like, launching the streaming at the same time. So, Christmas Day, I know what I'm watching. It's like, it gives me something to look forward to on Christmas. Yes. <laughs> um, so, this is, this is awesome. But the point of this episode is the X-Men reboot, like we said. Um, on a previous episode of Nerds Against the World, um, this is way, like, I would say two and a half, three years ago with me, Daniel Calgaropoulos, and Mauricio Rodriguez, we sat and talked about an X, what we, what we can do for an X-Men movie if, um, this is before the talks of Marvel getting back the property, uh, we was talking about actors taking over these roles or continuing the X-Men franchise. Um, and storylines for different comics that we would have loved to see done in the films. If they were like brought James Marston back and all these other uh, actors and actresses um, back to the X-Men franchise. But now, if you really think about it, the X-Men is the only in Marvel movie that has not been rebooted. Hmm. Fantastic Four has been rebooted. Spider-Man has been rebooted three times. Ten, um, Iron, um, Iron, uh, not Iron Man. Captain America has been rebooted. He had a 1990s film that was horrible, that featured Ned Betty. Um, who else was rebooted? Um, yeah, that's just about just that's just about it. So, we, uh, my thinking was, and this came to Christian. Oh, our co-host, um, Christian's pup. <laughs> Yep, the uh, the surprise co-host. <laughs> um, totally forgot about her. But we, I was thinking since now we have um, Marvel has X Men back, 
let's reboot the let's reboot the X-Men to fit the MCU. Well, not fit the MCU, but have these characters already cast and in place in the MCU so they can be spread out and the eventuality of maybe having like at least six X-Men movies. I mean, look, if Thor can have four movies and I'm pretty sure they're going to get two more because you got Natalie Portman back, it would be cool to have at least six X-Men films or spin them off into a TV series and still be connected to the MCU. So I got, um, I listed actors and actresses who does not have a problem doing movies and television at the same time. But the storyline I chose is a tie to the 90s series, but then also I picked a point of view character who will be your focal point through all this. So you'll be growing with this character. Um, and then cast around this part. Now, I couldn't think of a, um, an actress for this character, but we'll get to that in a moment. Um, characters that are tied to this X-Men reboot. Deadpool. He'll be technically the only person who will be rebooted. I firmly believe the reason why they got new writers is because they're going to integrate Ryan Reynolds into the MCU. Hmm. And the only reason why, this is a spoiler, if you have not seen Deadpool 2, that's on you. Deadpool okay. <laughs> Deadpool has the ability now to teleport into different timelines. Wait. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, he killed Ryan Reynolds before he could <laughs> Green Lantern. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> he killed baby Hitler. Yeah. Uh, um... So, it wouldn't be surprising for him to jump in to the MCU. And for him him to be there. And also, they'll be able to um, effectively, and it's still attending, everything's connected, um, get rid of uh, Gina Carano, um, who won't be no longer connected to the previous Deadpool movie. If you don't know what's going on with Gina Carano, just go on Twitter. Um, It's very disheartening. To know that about Gina Carano now, <sighs> depressing. And also, there's a X Men character from the Fox X Men series that will be ported over into the MCU, but we're not saying who. But it is tied to WandaVision, so it's exciting times to be an X Men fan. Um, so I'll start with Christian. How hard was this to reboot? And this is hypo- uh, also, people, this is hypothetical. I very much doubt they're going to take us seriously if this episode pops up on anybody's timeline. Oh, yeah, no. This is just like completely fan casting right here. Yeah, this is nothing but fan casting. But we're also taking it to a point that this series has never been rebooted. Once again, never been rebooted. We're just putting in um, stories that Marvel can use. And also, as tied to what I think could happen at the end of Wild Division, to give me credence, credence to what I'm going to use later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What X Men did you at least like write down? What X Men would you would have liked to see in this reboot? You know, I would I would like to see a lot more of like Iceman. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Iceman. I would like to see I, I would like to see Gambit more. For sure. And I, I feel like that's a character that wasn't really utilized very well. Yeah, I think the only Gambit was uh, T- Taylor Kitsch. 
Yeah, yeah, that was the one in uh, the 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 X Men movie we don't talk about. Oh yeah, we don't talk <laughs> about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, like it, it's so hard to class it just because I haven't really had the chance to really sit down mm-hmm. and think about like what this is because if you're talking about a recasting, right, and a reboot, yeah, you have so much potential. But you have to choose, like, the right blend. You know what I mean? It's like you have to choose not only according to who you would like to see play the character, but how would that person or that, like, actor be be a, uh, going off of another actor in a different uh, in a different role? Because you also have to think of the group dynamic because it's X-Men. Yeah. Like, of course, they, they work together. So you have to see how they're going to be blending. I don't know. Like, the, the last cast kind of had that, but it still depends very heavily. I would say the last cast had that, but it was poorly executed. Like, Darth Vader, yeah. there's no love loss. Like, like the DC Universe, I love the X-Men. It's just the movies are fucking trash. Yeah, yeah, no. I fully agree with that. The X-Men themselves are really fucking cool. The movies are really fucking shitty and <laughs> sometimes. I, and, I, and they always use, and, and like, Magneto and Mystique and Sabretooth. Like, you wasted Sebastian Shaw and Emma Frost. Yeah. They were just like, oh, look, here's these characters that you know and love. We're not going to give them any sort of backstory whatsoever, but there they are. So love us and give us more money. Yeah, they wasted, um, oh, my God, the actress name for, uh, who was in Dark Phoenix? Oh, she Sophie. Was, no, It too. She was in It Chapter 2. Oh, my God. I a... Um... I was about to say Bryce Dallas Howard, but no, no, I, no. she gives mixed. She gives, huh? Jessica Chastain. There we go. You you know <laughs> she does get um uh mistaken for uh Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard, Howard and Bryce Dallas Howard get mistaken for Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and she, they Bryce Dallas Howard did say they were former roommates, and they, huh. and they went to the same school together. Oh yeah, we've talked about this. I know we have. Yeah, so I'm like, Bryce Dallas Howard, come to the MCU. Come to the MCU. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally agree. I'm like, they wasted Jessica Chastain. Like, they could have put the aliens in first class and then put Sebastian Shaw in Dark Phoenix. It would make more sense, especially with um, Sebastian Saul's power set. It would make mm-hmm. more sense to want him to um, him and Emma Frost to take Jean Grey's Dark Phoenix powers, mm-hmm. and then manipulating her to be the Black Queen. That would have been that would have been the fucking movie. No, yeah, you want to give us that bullshit? Damn, I, I can't. And here's the thing, though: Jessica Chastain is doing the movie with that. Um, I'm not mentioning the director; he pisses me off. And oh, okay. <laughs> Jessica Chastain, um, Penelope Cruz, um, Lupita Nyong'o are doing a movie with that director. I don't trust him. the The cast that um, that she helped put together for that movie is going to be all. It's um, nine um, nine female operatives of different countries working together to take down a terrorist threat. It sounds like Expendables meets Die Hard meets um, Sums of All Fears, like a Tom Clancy level type of movie with these five with these nine badass women. But you got this asshole director who butchered a fucking X Men not once, twice, no, three times. 
Dark Phoenix, X3, and Apocalypse. I don't trust. That's three strikes he's out. <laughs> like, how can you fuck up so badly? And he has the... And here's the kick thing. He has helped make Star Wars Rebels. He has helped um, make the, the sequel trilogies. He, he like he's ingrained and he also helped some with the MCU movies. How okay. can you fuck up with the X-Men? It's like it's I don't know. Like you know how many years of being dicked over by companies I've been jaded by now? Yeah. Like I, I understand you you feel this. You feel this too. I'm sure people listening feel this too. Am I not the only one who's fucking tired of just seeing these properties be mismanaged in such obvious ways? Fantastic Four. Fantastic. Thank you. Oh God. Like, I really liked Fantastic Four when I was younger, and then I watched it again, and then I was like, you know what? Why the fuck? Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, why does? Why is this not something that we can just get right? Like, you know, there is more than enough people to tell you how to do this correctly. Like, why do you think Chris Evans took so long to become Captain America? Why do you think we barely hear... Why do you think Jessica Alba is now a billionaire in terms of selling products instead of being an actress? Why Michael Chitlis took him so long to get back into acting because of Fantastic Four. Also, nobody haven't heard or seen... Oh, wait, San Andreas was the last time you saw the actor who played Mr. Fantastic in anything and he went out like a bitch in San Andreas yeah yeah that's that's yeah like, accurate I'm trying to think what was the last thing I saw Michael Chiklis in other than Gotham Fantastic Four huh Gotham oh I actually haven't watched Gotham uh, that, I didn't watch I just watched it to see what the how, how they was gonna butcher Batman mm. yeah yeah, I think the last thing I remember seeing him in that I actually enjoyed for what it was. Uh, do, did you ever watch that show? It was only on for a season. Um, no Ordinary Family. Oh, I love that show. That was awesome. Right? That that was a good show. Like it was only one season, but it was a good show. Um, a little tidbit to that show: the actress who played Killer Frost on The Flash. That's her sister on the show. Really? Yep. Huh, that's cool. And she said her sister retired from acting. Mm. I was like, eh, it happens. Yeah, yeah, happens. Um, so we, but we know you was like, you had a lot of shit going on this week. So I spent this whole week, this was hard. Finding the right X-Men, the right actors, which actors to bring back, which actors to leave out. Um... Who's also tied to the X Men world? Um, which X Men characters to use? Um, and what storylines to use? And also an MCU character who is tied to the X Men to be in this. Mm-hmm. So the story, the plot of the uh, the the lineup I'm using is a combination of Astonishing X Men and the New X Men. So, that lineup includes Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, Gambit, Rogue, Beast, Jubilee, Jean Grey, Shadowcat, and then Professor X. Also, Colossus, Iceman, Nightcrawler, Angel, Psylocke, Dazzler, and Magic. Hmm. Um, villains, 
of the movie, Sinister, um, Senator Kelly, Boulevard Trask, Everett K. Ross, yes, Martin Freeman will be the villain of this movie. Wait, really? Yes. What the fuck? And for Mass, um, also, Jennifer Hale, voice of Commander Shepard. Yes. And yes. Joe Manganello. Now, the plot of the movie will be based off the episode, the four, three episode arc, Night of the Sentinels from the 90s X-Men show, which is also based off the comic book where the, um, around the first appearance of the um, Sentinels and also Jubilee's first appearance. Huh, okay. In Jubilee's place, because Jubilee will be an adult by this point, in Jubilee's place will have Armor, who is a new character created um, back in 2012 by Josh Whedon during his Astonishing X-Men run. So Armor will take um, Jubilee's place, and Armor is of Asian descent. Oh, okay, cool. Armor is obviously because her name is Armored. She can create a um, psychokinetic shield over her whole entire body. Um, in the X Men run, she um, the plane, the spaceship that it was in, got blown out of the sky. She was able to cover not only herself but the X Men and free fall from the atmosphere into the planet's ground. Without, wow! Without damaging herself, she was knocked out wow. for a minute because of the impact. She was not. Oh, well, yeah, of course, that makes sense. She's and, gonna get knocked out. What and, the fuck? Like the surviving that in general? Yeah, and she was a she's a kid. She literally got thrust upon to being an X Men. Hmm. And it started with because, and this is gonna be tied to a sequel. The reason why I got Jennifer Hale, who's mainly a voice actress, I want her to oh. voice Master Mold. I don't remember. Master Mold is. Boulevard Trask created Master Mold, which is like the mother of all Sentinels to create the Sentinels, like like a like a conveyor belt machine, to constantly oh. keep pumping, pumping them out. Got you, got you. And also, I'm gonna plug something from Days of Future Past. Instead of okay. creating a Sentinel that can copy the powers of the mutant, a Sentinel that can protect itself from the powers of mutant. And the reason why I want Joe Manganiello as this villain who's barely ever used in anything, Bastion. Ba- hmm. Bastion is a that would, be, that would be interesting. Bastion is a is a sentinel that looks like a human. Think Yeah, I, I remember him vaguely. Think th- uh, for our listeners, think the Terminator. But is this is going after specifically mutants? Hmm. And people who carries the X gene, so which means the X Men's not only have to protect themselves, but humans that carry the trait X gene. Yeah, like, eat, like damn. Okay, yeah, I do vaguely remember that. Um, and the reason why, I'm like, why Joe Manganiello? There is a picture of him currently with with his mohawk, with his gray hair, looking fucking beast, man. Oh yeah, I saw that one. Like originally, I had Joe Manganiello as um, as Beast for the X Men, but I was like, Joe, man, look, I want you to be a superhero, but you look badass as a villain, so I'm I'm, I'm sorry, you're gonna have I'm I'm like I'm pulling the plug. You're no longer Beast. You're gonna be a Bastion, and you get to be a Sentinel. So which means there's gonna be multiples of you. So fuck this, man. You're gonna be Bastion. 
and he'll be bashed in prime. So, which means if we can bring if we bring him back, he can come back as a sequel. Because Mother Mode will die, and then Bastion tends to take over that role as mother, as Master Mode. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the reason why Ross will be a villain for like, and this is one thing like I always, even the superheroes like this is kind of weird. You hate mutants, but you can you give a pass to these people with powers like Cap, um, Cap, Scarlet Witch. Like all these other heroes with superpowers, Thor, but you like fuck the mutants. Mm-hmm. Ross is one of the people who helped Trask and Kelly move ahead with the Sentinel program. Oh, okay. Now, will I kill off Ross? Hmm. This will piece people off. Yeah, <laughs> Ross will die at the at the end of, of this X Men movie. So, which means if this like if this happened, he won't be in Black Black Panther three, nah. or Avengers five or six. He dead dead. <laughs> he showed his <laughs> colors. <laughs> yeah, um, Senator Kelly, I want to keep. He did turn a point in um in the comic books, but. I want this is the MCU and none of the characters are hundred percent their characters from the comic book, just trace elements of it. Just lean into it. He's just straight up a villain. Like let him like he gets in out there with like two extra credit scenes I created. I am just gonna say it right here. At the end of the movie, he gets killed. But guess by who? Who? Magneto. The fuck? So Magneto would not be in this whole entire movie. He will not. Oh. Okay. I mean, I'm happy about that. <laughs> It'll just be Magneto killing him. And then he'll say, rise, my brothers. And then he'll say the, the classic line, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And you'll see the lineup of the evil mutants. And it, and here is the biggest stinger of all fucking time. It'll be Rogue. A part of the evil mutants. Oh, Rogue would not be part of the X Men, even though she's listed as I listed her as part of the movie. She won't be an X Men until the sequel. And the only reason why, because there is a, and then that also means they'll be tied to what happens to Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. So Rogue won't be an X Men until like the third X Men movie. Okay. Which will piss people off, but then it'll also people will actually be happy because you get the rogue that you want, but you have to wait basically two movies to get the rogue that you want. So okay. Play the long. I'm, I'm like I'm the type of it's person. It's the long con. It's the long con. Like, is it worth it? Yes. Yep. So just let it happen. And also, it can tie into Captain Marvel three. Yeah. Like and like with the way that the that the universe is going at the moment, like it makes sense. So, I'm thinking of the Night of the Sentinels. Um, it won't be based in California because Jubilee was a um, is a is technically a Californian, um, not a New Yorker. And also the logic of the X Jack being able to go from California to LA like real quick. No, that ain't happening, son. <laughs> like no. We're gonna make armor a New Yorker. Uh, we can say she's from Jersey. 
I don't care about y'all, y'all, New Yorkers hating new people from New Jersey. This is my X-Men movie. Alright, <laughs> this is my movie. Mine. Um, oh, and also, this is what I'm choosing. You can't take it's my movie, and I'm making it now. Also, something I want to use in the movie that we will have to ask Bandai if we can use it. Okay. Armor is an anime fan. So when she when she needs when she wants to, she can create a giant size mech. She call it a mech warrior that she can use to fight. In a case of this mech warrior, I want it to look like a Gundam. Because she likes she likes anime. Let her actual projections of her body actual projections make it look like a fucking Gundam. So which means Marvel will have to ask Bandai. Right. Or Evangelion. Like either way. People be like, oh shit. Like, you want that moment where they go to get the signals and she turns it like she projects a fucking either it could be one of those mechs from Evangelion or a Gundam. You want people to be like, holy fucking shit. It is on and cracking. <laughs> you want that Avenger moment at the end of this X-Men movie. Yeah. And the X-Men do have these those Avenger moments, but it's always in the fucking comic book. None of the X-Men movies ever done it. It's never, it was never a hype moment in any of those X-Men movies. You want a hype moment in these X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. You want it to be on the level of an MCU movie, like a, a cataclysmic event of any of the Avenger film, but it's on a local scale with the X-Men. Right. Um, hell, just talking about it makes me don't want to put Rogue as a villain. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. It'll be fucking awesome to have Rogue just, like, beating the shit out of people while flying. <sighs> I'm reneging on my own shit before we, even, before we before I even get down to it. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, the actors, the characters that are not going to be forefront of the movie, they're just there. Think of it like you're setting up for the next movie, or you're setting up for the next cameo, or if like like we said, a TV show. So for Colossus, he played Black Tom Cassidy in Deadpool two. I I he's this dude is a chameleon on all, any TV show he does. Uh, his name is Jack Ke- um, Kesey. He was Black Tom Cassidy. He was with Juggernaut in the first movie. Now, what would be different with this Colossus, do what they did with Mark Ruffalo. Dude is going to be in a CGI suit all this time. Um, Like, you want someone who's not that big, not that small, like, real in between, because that's how Colossus is when he's in his human form. And then when he, it basically is his, like, Hulk out, but he doesn't like like if you see Colossus, all he does is just like armor up, and then that's it. So hmm. you don't want to lose the like with Deadpool. Colossus is always powered up. He's not like he's not in his human form or not. You want to like learn more of of the person who's playing Colossus before he like he you see him use all his like his mutant glory and you want to keep that going with him stick sticking to the cg portions as well so pretty much use the same technology they use for hulk but use it for colossus iceman colton hayes haynes from arrow 
I feel after seeing the actor who played Captain Cold on The Flash said he does not, as a gay man, he does not want to play straight characters. Mm-hmm. I feel Colton Hayes would probably feel the same way as well. And he also came out like close to like five years ago. And also Iceman came out right around the time. So ex- mm-hmm. Iceman is currently gay in the MCU. I mean, in the comic books. I feel we should reflect that in the, in the movie. Iceman is now gay. Like, to put it like, um, oh shit, what's his name? Who played Rhodey? Um, wait, originally or is... not? Not, <laughs> not, um, uh, not Terrence Howard. Um, uh, oh my god, oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? I know. God, what the fuck? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Thank you, Don Cheadle. Yes, he said, "I'm here. Deal with it." There you go. Use that. Uh, that would be uh, that. That is the line I'm going to be using for Iceman. Iceman is gay. He's here. Deal with it. All right. I don't mm-hmm. give two fifty fucks about these people's feelings. How is Iceman being gay is damaging your feelings, bitch? <laughs> like, like sh- shut your mouth. We got Iceman on the screen. Yep. Uh, Nightcrawler, Jack Quaid. Ooh! Oh yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. He has the physique. He's a little bit tall, but he will have to be hunched. Um, he's always covered in blood in the boys. So uh, hell, you putting him in makeup, I think that'll be fine with him. Yeah, he could pull that off. I would want to see that. Actually, I really like that one. <laughs> the only thing he needs to learn, I think, with a good dialect coach, he needs to pull off that. Um, that. I can't place Nightcrawler's... They always say he's Russian, but Colossus is hardcore Russian. Like, it's in his tone and accent. So that's why I picked Jack Casey, who... who Kesey or Casey? I can't... K-E-S-Y. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Kesey. Like, he's done thing, a lot of things where it calls for the person to change their dialect. Like, Black Tom Cassidy was Irish, and the dude killed it. With um, doing that for Deadpool too, I feel Jack Quaid. You give him enough time to perfect the um, dialect, he'll get it. Like he'll mainly will have to look at anything that has um, Nightcrawler in it. So I feel Nightcrawler would probably be Norwegian, of Norwegian descent, like because of his religion. He's hard. If you don't know, Nightcrawler is hardcore Catholic. Right, right. <laughs> I remember that. That's actually that's always really funny when I remember that. But Nightcrawler is also a ladies' man, which means Night, Nightcrawler gets his pull. He may be a man of the cloth. Nightcrawler fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Gambit's not the only one who can pull. Well, Gambit and Iceman are not the only two people who can pull. So, yeah, as people, Iceman is fucking everything that moves. He's literally. The James T. Kirk of the X-Men world. If it wasn't women, he was is now men. Nightcrawler, I mean Iceman fucks, alright? And and um this is gonna be different from the MCU. These characters fucks, alright? There's gonna be something there's gonna be <laughs> Like these characters canonically Dan done fuck. Alright, so there's no impliedness. Look, there's gonna be look, if the MCU can curse, they can get away with seeing two people in the bed. Gyrating. 
All right, there you go. This this was happening. We're not Captain America in it. Where it'd be like, damn, Captain America was a fucking. He had to go literally back to the 1930s to go back with Peggy to not be a virgin anymore. <laughs> like, god damn. <laughs> I'm not the one thinking about this. The whole world thinks about this. <laughs> it's like we are not the first people to bring it up. We're just the first time to talk about it on this podcast. Actually, no, we talked about it. Um, actually, no, Endgame, Infinity War, Nerds Against the World was still going on during Infinity War. We've stopped before Endgame. Mm. Um, Angel, to move on to the list, Angel would be American, not a Brit. He's not going to be how Ben Foster was portraying him in uh, X3. This is the mm-hmm. Angel that we know from the comic books and the card um he's a playboy he's tony stark rich but he's a mutant <laughs> um so if the x-men needs if, if the eventuality where i want professor x dead the x-men has a benefactor and that'll be angel okay. now you want someone who could be a pretty boy and people who will be like ooh, yes and then also someone who can be a villain with the eventuality of Angel who ends up being a uh, horseman of the apocalypse. So hmm. I um, I picked Oliver Jackson Cohen from Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, trying to remember what he looks like at the moment. <laughs> he was one of the twins in Haunting of Hill House. Remember the sister died, but he was the one who was like trying to go back to the house and almost got killed. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, him. Like he could, he showed, and I saw a little of Bly Manor. He could be menacing. If you seem faster with the Rock, he can be suave and menacing. He could be straight up evil when he wants to. He done movies when he does that, and he could be super charming where the ladies would be like, ooh, or hell, men too. He makes he makes men question their sexuality. That's how Angel works, people. You want a person who can do that to you. That's why I picked him. For Psylocke. Sorry, Olivia Munn. I don't want you to come back. I <laughs> I pick an actress who's a fighter, a dancer, and she can act. She just never get her dude in movies. Katrina Law. Katrina Law. She was. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm totally looking up all these people. By the way, as you mentioned it, <laughs> she was in Spartacus. She was also Nessa Al Ghul in Arrow. Oh, okay. She can fight. She is insanely beautiful. <laughs> and she. Can I do agree. And she can kick ass. That would be awesome. Um, and no, I would not be using the classic costume for Psylocke for this movie. Psylocke did get a costume upgrade in the comic books. Um, give her more, it's more like, um, a leggings type of thing. Like one, like one leg has the leggings while the other doesn't. It's still like, it's a combination of what Olivia Munn wore, but then also a combination of a full body suit as well. So like, it's like combined, like one leg Okay. It's like shorts, but the other leg is long. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of kunai knives on her suit, so which means she's fuck. If she doesn't have, she's not using her psychic blade or a katana. She is fucking you up with her kunai knives. So either way, you getting fucked up. 
Now, this one is an unknown actress. If you've seen Baby Driver, um, Baby's Mother, you know who I'm talking about. But I, like, it's hard to find an actor or an actress who can actually sing and be an actor and actress. And I did not want to pull any uh, people who play this character already. For Dazzler, Sky Ferreira. She was basically... Sky, Sky what? Fiera. Oh, she was, I, I didn't. I didn't hear that correctly. <laughs> she was in. She was in the the first couple of minutes of Baby Driver. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. When Baby was talking about his mother. Mm-hmm. I'm putting the name in there for you if you want to look it up. Yes. Yes. I just found her. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, she currently dyed her hair blonde, so I was like, you know what, Dazzler. And plus, she can act. She has done. Hell, seven, she already has 10 movies under her belt and she's only 20 um i think 28 so nice. yeah that's actually really uh that's really good that's pretty steady work most of the time i mean normally that would mean steady work or you're working a lot in one instance yeah now this name for magic is now magic was already in new mutants but that does not count anymore in the mcu this is a reboot um she has worked with anya taylor joy i think she has I think she does. Oh, well. Um, we're casting someone older for Magic, this go-around, but she's technically younger than the actor who's playing Colossus by two years. Because technically, Magic and Colossus are close in age already. For the role of Magic, Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. I know I've heard the name. She's in Hobbs and Shaw. She is in. She's going to be in the new Mission Impossible movie, but she was also in the last one in the Cable, Cable. Um, oh yeah, I've seen her before. Like, oh my god, yes! I want to see you play a deranged, ass kicking magic in a sequel. You're just being established in the first movie, but we'll see you in the sequel. That like that type of thing. That's what the X Men world is. Like you have the, the mutants are there. It's just not everyone are part is like think of it like Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is going on the mission. They are they're there, but they're not going on the mission. Oh, okay. And like and also let's not tie them to like contracts. I know that's what every picture does. Like Marvel had almost every actor to like tie a nine picture deal, but since all these MCU movies were so spaced out. It gave all these actors leeway to go do what they want. And when it was time to film an MCU movie, was, they didn't complain. They just went right into it. Like, look at Tom <laughs> Holland. He did over four movies in between Spider-Man um, Homecoming and Far From Home. And then Far From Home, between Far From Home and Spider-Man 3, he did, I think, another four or five. <laughs> so, and that's even amidst the pandemic as well. Right. So he's jazzed to coming back to play Spider-Man. He even said he wants to keep on going until they told me you're no longer playing the character. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's dedication to the character. And he's, and he's at the right age for it. Yeah. So I never keep doing it. <laughs> so that's Vanessa, um, Vanessa Kirby. Now, Colossus, Iceman, Nightcrawler, Angel, Psylocke, Dazzler, and Magic. What do you think of those choices for those and those actors and actresses? Honestly, I think they're pretty solid. I, I like there. There's some in there that I think is is nice because it's not like everybody knows exactly like the careers of a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Like all of them have very good careers. I'm just saying like they've proven themselves as actors, but they're still not like 
you know, it's almost it's that best of both worlds where you get like a semi fresh face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Vanessa Kirby and Jack Quaid are technically are the bigger names because they um because not only because of the boys, but if Vanessa Kirby her her stock in in acting is rising. Like she's she's going to be everywhere. Like she's mm-hmm. like she's already known for um is this is BBC British show that everybody fucking loved. Um, Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. She was in that, and then she turned around and did Mission Impossible. Turned around, did Hobbs and Shaw. She's doing. Okay, so then I'm just out of the loop then. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, she's on the rise. Now, casting the villains before we go to the core X Men group. Um, he's in. He was in V for Vendetta, and a bunch. Um, he was also villain in Speed Racer. Roger Allen for Sinister Kelly. I mean. God damn it. Um, Senator Kelly. Um, yeah, I think I remember that guy. He was that asshole politician in V for Vendetta. Yeah. I want him to play an asshole American politician. Just play. I'm, I'm like, if I was the producer, I'm telling him, like, yo, play it up. Play it up to I, you want people to hate you. That would be awesome. But at the same time, like, do you, like, he's very heavily English to pull that off. There's <laughs> there's heavily English people who has done American roles. Look at true. Look at That's him, true. Look at him like, I don't think I've never heard him do an American accent before. We will now. <laughs> <laughs> like look at Henry Cavill. He's playing a country boy and he's heavily English from Jersey, England. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this man can do it. Um, an interesting choice because I have not seen him in a comic book movie. Besides Bad Omens, um, that's on Amazon right now. Check it out. It's between him and David Tennant. Michael Sheen as Boulevard Trask. Oh, yes. Yes. And the only reason why, he did a TV show. I think, I don't know if it's canceled, but he did a show on Fox where he was a, uh, he's in prison, but he um, he's a, serial, a former serial killer helping his son and Lou Diamond Phillips catch killers. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember that show. I heard it. I heard about it. I never actually watched it, but I definitely heard about that one. Like Michael Sheen. Yeah, uh, Michael Sheen, and even in Underworld, he can. This dude can. If you need him to play a villain, he can. Do no, it. Michael Sheen, awesome. Like he he can play goofy characters. He can play wholesome characters. But when like for some reason when he taps into a villain, he he is locked the fuck in. So playing the scientist behind the Sentinels, it'll work. And then plus, when he dies in the movie, it'll be all the satisfying for people. Um, we already say Martin Freeman. We return. Um, Jennifer Hill voice mash, uh, Master Mold, and um, Joe Manganiello will be Bastion. Now, I'm going from the bottom to the top. Professor X, Mark Strong. Oh, oh, yes! I love that. I fucking love that. I just—that's I, all I have to say about that. Yeah, I would love to see him as fucking Professor X. Um, we're we'll, we're taking out the World War Two aspects, which means Magneto will be a little bit more um younger than than normal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Strong is not that old and not that young. He's literally in between. Um, his height. He's dude is a tall motherfucker, but this will this will fuck people up. Um, Professor X will not be paralyzed in this movie. 
Mm. Huh. Okay. I'm, I'm that really, would fuck some people up, but I, I can I'm, see that. I'm pulling the MCU card where it's the characters that you know, but it's, they're different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Professor X did get healed. Um, He's been paralyzed, healed, paralyzed, healed, paralyzed, healed so many fucking times in the comic book. In this world, he was paralyzed. More Metag- Moira Metagrit he- um, he- uh, found a way to heal Professor X. So he's able to walk again. But, <laughs> twist the fate as always, he will get his legs crushed in this movie by the Sentinels. Mm. Saving a student. Uh, okay, okay. Like, I, I want Mark Strong. To, I see what you did there. I, I still, I want Mark Strong like in it. Like he's still Professor X. Like Professor X got his own costume as well, people. Like I want Professor X. Like he was like he was an X Man. Like he's that's why it's called the X Men. Mm-hmm. Like show like he was like he was helping the students when they started out. Yeah. So, and this, and this, you just send him out and be like, "All right, come back alive." Um, and the reason why I picked Mark Strong, I'm going to use the Professor X where he's all him and Cyclops are always arguing with one another. Mm-hmm. Like this is where this is where you get Professor like not the Professor X we see in the other um, other films where this Professor X is making decisions not because of vanity or fame. He's holding on to that we need to work with humans and like, no cycles. Like, yeah, we can still work with humans, but look, even the fucking superheroes are like, yeah, we want to be superheroes, but these fucking heroes are even trashing us mutants. We can't be working. We can't be coexisting. If these assholes are going to be talking down to us while professor X wants to be coexist. Like, no, this ain't happening. So we're going to have, um, and, uh, professor, you're going to see professor X clashing with the X-Men more than you ever seen before. I mean, it would definitely be like that. Would that's something that um, uh, the MCU could definitely pull off if they used it? Because it's like they, or like you said, they already have that ability to be like, "Hey, we're telling it differently at this point." Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like they, I feel like that would be something radical enough that would get people in the seats, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I, people that are not like really familiar with the comic stuff. You know, I'm gonna pull the card. Professor X is not gonna be walking. I'm not gonna pull that card because that, that, that's that's a tired trope that I, when he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Are you gonna do that thing where you're gonna make a scene where it looks like his legs are about to get crushed, and at the last minute they don't, subverting everybody's expectations? I would probably do a scene <laughs> where Professor X does have the ability to make people think he's there, but he's not. So there will be a scene where Bastion is like probably like terrorizing the X Mansion, and you see a Professor X standing, and they like. People go, what the fuck? And then, like, no, it's you see Professor X just astral projecting his body, and he'd be like, oh, Bastion has a human mind inside that sentinel body. Like, that is playing to our advantage. He's, even though he's a sentinel, he's still partially human. It's a play like, because I just really, literally thought about that while that um, ice cream truck music was popping up. I know, I'm sorry. I'm trying really hard to, like, mute it, to mitigate it, but I think right now I'm going to have to, like, only unmute when I respond at this moment. All right. Um, Shadow Cat, who's... I like... Um... Oh, fuck. Oh, 
fuck. Why well, I forget Shadowcat's name? Um, the actress who plays Shadowcat. She's in Doom Patrol for Christ's sakes. Oh. Oh yeah. Crap. Uh. Why did I forget? like? Oh my god. Not Doom Patrol. Umbrella Academy. Are you are you talking about um? Not not. Are you talking about Ellen Page? Yes. There you go. Ellen Page is the original Shadowcat. Well, not the, she's the second um, Shadowcat because the first Shadowcat, the actress for that movie, they did not bring her back. They brought Ellen Page for the second one. Um, mm. I'm like, I would bring her back, but I'm like, nah, she's around my age. And I'm like, she got Doom Patrol. So, also from Haunting the Hill House of Bly Manor, Victoria Pedretti. Victoria, oh, I'm tri- okay. She God, the, I'm she, so much better with faces than names, but it's like you said Hill House, and I'm trying to remember which one. She was the youngest sister who got killed off. Oh, okay. She can do it. She has the ability to, like, I haven't seen her do anything where it was comedic. Like, Hill House and the TV show You, that's on um, Netflix now, she's proved that she can be dramatic and menacing. And Shadowcat can go that route when she needs to, but I feel this actress could probably pull some comedy as well, comedic, comedic chops, and I want her in there. Like, I want her as Shadowcat. And plus, I, like I like that actress. I'm like, it, I'm like come on. More, I want more of her. Um... This actress, who I want for Jean Grey, she's uh-huh. already tied to the X-Men universe. She was, she was in the... You may have to mute yourself right here because it was getting louder. Um, that is an asshole ice cream truck driver, I can say, tell you that. Um, this actress played a character in Gifted, which was on Fox. Um, I don't consider it an X-Men show. It's a horrible X-Men show. It's a uh, it's loosely attached in in your mind. Mm. Um, this actress is Elena Santine. She was in she's she's done two comic book movies already, but she'll be this is more of a starring role for her. She'll be playing Jean. I want her to play Jean Grey, and she's a natural redhead. And natural redheads are an instant cast for me. <laughs> Um, Jubilee. I'm pulling from the boys again. I want to see more of her. Because, unfortunately, she won't be in Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Kara Fugahawa. Hara. As the adult Jubilee. Ooh, that would be... Yeah. And yeah. Since Blade is now in the MCU, mm-hmm. we could tease that she becomes a vampire soon. So... Hmm. That would make Jubilee OP'd. You think Rogue is going to be OP'd? It, it more likely won't happen. But Jubilee, when she's a vampire, she still has her powers too. But that means she's OP. You you dealing with a mutant who is a vampire who can go out in the day and night and can still fuck you up. Come on, son. <laughs> pull out, pulling out the vampire parts. This would be a proper representation of Jubilee. She would be a veteran X Men, so which means her powers 
people keep like the TV show, the animated series never fully did her justice. The movies never properly used her. Jubilee can do some damage. She can like channel her um, her powers to um, to take out um, electronics intentionally, not um, unintentionally. Intentionally, like you need her. If you don't have a hacker, you just want someone to just shut down the power grid. She can do it. She can legit take out a sentinel on her own. She can fuck up. She can wow. fuck shit up. Like just it's, Jesus Christ. She is like people. Oh, she just can do fireworks. Fireworks can fuck you up. People tend to forget this. You, <laughs> yeah, for real. And you have an X Men. Fireworks are explosions, people. Just because they're pretty, don't mean they fucking hurt or and, don't hurt. And just because her powers look pretty. You're thinking like, oh, it's not going to be the sparklers. She can fuck you up. Give you third degree burns, people. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't, You're going to walk away for like a fuck ton of scars, a fuck ton of burns. You want to know how I got these burns? I fucked with the wrong person. And with her focusing those powers, she could take out a sentinel. Jesus. So we're going to get a seasoned adult um, jubilee. Um, for Beast, this actor was originally up for the role of Beast in First Class. He lost it to the actor who who, who played Beast in that movie, um, Benjamin Walker. If you don't know who he is, he was Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Hunter, with one Anthony Mackie in the movie as well, playing Frederick Dulles. <laughs> Damn. The, okay. The movie is trash, but... The actor is a capable stage actor. He has done a numerous stage plays that required a lot of his physicality. He is a tall dude, so is when he's done the C is he's going to be CG'd. Beast is uh, no more practical effect. Beast should be CG'd, and it will um, and it will definitely work. It can definitely work if you make beats. Yeah, CG'd. I mean, see, uh, with especially with the fucking money that Disney would be able to put behind that. Yep. Um, which means the actor don't need to worry about um, the only person who out of everyone that's on this cast list who need to worry about um, a lot of the practical effects would be the actor um, Jack Quaid as Nightcrawler and Oliver Jackson as Angel yeah yeah that's probably going to be the like most CG intensive shit so technically um, Beast would not would be the most CG'd hmm. um, playing Rogue now, this actress was in all three of the Maze Runner movies. Oh, uh, oh, are you are you are you saying that one chick? Oh my God, uh, can't I remember her name. I have her name, and she was in a good um, horror movie. It's a thriller um, featuring her and Billy Pep- Pepper and a puppy, a father, a father, a daughter, and a puppy versus a big ass alligator. And call it's, the movie's called Crawl. Her name is Kaya Scoladero. Yes, yes, yeah. Crawl is—it's that one that's like about the crocodile, right? Yep, and she can do a southern drawl if she needs to to be rogue as well. A southern bell if you need to. Nice. And and also a little behind the scenes tidbit: she is the wife of Benjamin Walker, who I want to play Beast. Hmm. Okay. That's a little, that's a little side tangent. Huh. <laughs> I'm just like, it's because, uh, honestly, you're throwing a lot of names at me, and I understand half of them, and then when I'm looking them up, I'm like, oh, right, that's who it is. Now, someone you want in the X-Men world, and I, and I want them to, and no, 
I don't want Channing Tatum in this. No. Oh God, no. no. I'm good. I don't. Honestly, I'm okay. I, like I, I get why people like him, but I'm good. I don't need him in more of my movies. Now, if you want to put him in Guardians, go right ahead. He can be. Um, fuck. Um, at the end of Guardians two, he would fit in a Guardians movie. The character. Oh fuck, Adam Warlock. You want him to be Adam Warlock? Like, oh, you okay? I can see that. Never mind. Think of the people. <laughs> like, as I'm like picturing it in my head. Nope. Yeah, that actually does kind of weirdly make sense. That uh, yeah. Yeah. He'll be, <laughs> and yes, people, he'll be painted all gold. But Adam Warlock, they it took it took the Guardians a lot to go against Adam Warlock. So and oh, also spoiler alert. Um, um, this is and actually James Gunn has said it. Some Guardians will die in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So, get your tissues ready. <laughs> um, Star-Lord already said um, uh, Chris Pratt is going to be in um, Thor Love and Thunder. So, he's Ixnade. <laughs> um, and Chris Hemsworth will be in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, a cameo in the next Guardians of the Galaxy. So there will be some crisscross applesauce in these hmm. movies, in the, in the next couple of years. Oh, and also, if you follow Chris Hemsworth, you see how jacked he is now. Like I already know he's playing Hulk Hogan in a biopic, but Jesus fucking Christ, dude, I, how, how bigger can you get? Like Henry Cavill is fucking big, but dude, you are you almost six seven, almost six, you know you're almost seven feet tall, and you are. I don't want to see you in a fat suit. All right, don't don't hide the muscles no more. Just look. For the sake of my grandmother, I will say woo if I see you shirtless, Chris Hemsworth. And for the sake of my grandmother, who can no longer do it, <laughs> I will I will I will woo if you go shirtless. That's all I'm saying. And speaking of person who could go shirtless and make women go woo, and people will don't a gender specific make people go woo for Gambit. Josh Segarra. Now, I know you don't know who he is. He was the main villain for season five, which should have been the end of Arrow then. He was the main villain for Oliver Queen for that season. He played Prometheus. This actor has the ability to be dark and menacing, but also charming and swoon people. Um, He has done comedy, and he's from Florida, not that far from New Orleans. So if you need an actor who can do the Southern drawl as well, from Nolens, there you go. <laughs> so that's my gambit. Now Storm. Right. This actress has been campaigning to play Storm ever since the X Men has entered back in the MCU. She has oh. connection to one Anthony Mackie and Frank Grillo as well. Her name is Tiona Paris. She was in the movie with both of them. Um, the movie is trash. I just. Movie so so, but but she was in a great movie. I can't believe I forgot the name of it. Um, with it was her and this is what got Regina King her Oscar. The, Regina King deserved it because she's a boss ass woman. Like I'm going to see the movie that she directed. That's going to have Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X. Um, it was like it was like one night in Miami. Is is based on a true story with Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. So uh, I can't even see her directorial debut. But Tiona Parrish. Uh-huh. Now, this is kind of a 
Because she said it herself, technically. I'm sorry. What? Well, <laughs> oh, the ice cream truck. It's fucking back! How? Why? You were just here! <laughs> Fuck them. I, I, I love ice cream trucks, but look. We're in the I'm middle sorry, of... I didn't mean to derail, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> I heard it, like... I'm pretty sure it was up the street, and I heard it through your fucking mic. <laughs> Look, it's coronavirus. You spreading disease, motherfucker. It's like, dude, I don't want one. And if you already passed through here, most likely other people didn't want it. Well, somebody probably did because it was parked in front of your house for a good minute. Yeah, no, they always do. They legit always park in front of my house. Get it's a, like they're daring me to go outside. Get a gun and just pop up, pop it off um, at near the truck. Not, and to be like, get the fuck on. I, I keep going. I do not, but I want them to come back when I do have money yeah. and time. <laughs> but um, she said this, and other people have said this. I don't really care about skin tone, but she said she'll be the first dark skin storm in the of uh, whoever played it. Um, I don't have nothing wrong with um, Holly Berry or the actress previously who played Storm. Because both actresses has done very well in their, in their turns of playing Storm. I think Tiana Parrish um, will bring, bring something to Storm that I don't think we have, we have ever seen out of Storm. And I'm hoping they go with the more new X-Men, um, X-Men Red version of Storm where she's a complete badass. I mean, just a complete and utter badass. Now, this, these two were hard to cast. And that is Wolverine and Cyclops. And Armor, because she's the point of view character. That's why I said unknown Asian actress, preferably teen, around between 17 to 19, because it makes more sense than hiring a 20-year-old to play a teenager. Um, for Cyclops and Wolverine, like I said, it was very hard. So for Cyclops... Stephen Amell, Arrow, Mr. Arrow himself. Okay. Uh, huh. I, I. Go ahead. That would be interesting to see that 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 shift. Honestly, it would it would be um it would be a big shift. Um, he would be more suited for Wolverine, but that would be an obvious choice for him. Yeah, kind of. And you want someone like Cyclops is. He's not going to be the background character that he was in all these X-Men movies. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the one, not only butting heads with Wolverine, but butting heads with Professor X. He's mm -hmm. going to be the, he's basically the one where if Captain America, if Chris Evans was still Captain America, he'll be the one that'd be stepping up to Captain America. It won't be Wolverine. He'd be, mm. He'll be like, Wolverine is more of the aloof character. Okay. Like we were like he's he's just there. Like that's how he was in the X Men comic books. Unless the story was focused on him, he was just there. So I'm not worrying about Wolverine as much. But Cyclops, you want someone who? I'm about to say this. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. You good? I'm good. You good? You want someone that people who know who he is. Also, he can redeem himself from the Ninja Turtles movie he did. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, you know he's capable of doing his own stunts. 
He recently broke his back doing a wrestling stunt. Oof. Um, it's for a TV show that he was doing, and they said he was doing this stunt seven times before they actually filmed it, and it just went awry. And this happens. Um, you do parkour, so you know you're gonna get good scenes with Cyclops doing shit that you always want to see Cyclops do. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I hate to say it, from season five up, was his best, his best ever being Arrow. Like season one and two was kind of choppy. Like he like he grew as playing that hero, and also he has expressed wanting to play a Marvel character. He said, "Okay." He said, "If he was gonna stick with DC, he wants to play a villain. But if if it's Marvel, he would like to play a hero." So, Cyclops. I'm not doing the obvious. Like I said, not the obvious choice of him. It. The only reason why it would have been an obvious choice, Wolverine is Canadian. So it wouldn't make sense to get the Canadian to play Wolverine. Hmm. But people always complain, oh, why would you get the pretty boy again to play Wolverine? And yeah. It would make more sense to make the pretty boy Cyclops because he's always being called pretty boy and slim. And also mm-hmm. another thing, I wouldn't need Stephen Mel to not bulk up. Hmm. Because Cyclops' nickname is Slim, so which means... You're going to get a more slender-looking Stephen Amell. Yeah. But still, my, like, to give a point of reference, people are like, what the fuck do you mean slim? Look at Tom Holland. He looks slim as Spider-Man, but when you see him in public, Tom Holland got some muscles. So, that... Yeah, like, he's athletic as fuck. That's the thing. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, that's, like, that is... Pretty much, that's athletic. And Stephen Amell is naturally athletic. Like, come on, Arrow, and now playing a fucking wrestler. So he's naturally athletic. He, he was supposed to originally be Spartac. Um, when the original actor for Spartacus passed away, him and Liam um, Cunningham um, McIntyre were both in the running. Mm-hmm. Liam McIntyre obviously won the role, um, while Stephen Amell went off to play. Um, he played a gigolo. In a, in a TV show with um, Tom, um, oh shit, Thomas Jane. He went to do Blue Mountain State playing a prick. And I, I'm you, you want to see the opposite of playing an asshole? Playing a superhero and an asshole? Watch Blue Mountain State with Stephen Amell in it. Gray A asshole. Uh, and he was also in two episodes of New Girl. That people tend to forget, really forget, forgot. Uh huh. And he was, she was actually kind of cool in New Girl. The most even kill I ever seen an actor play. Now, hmm. to, <laughs> to, to play Wolverine, Anthony Starr, Homelander himself, as Wolverine. Yes. What? He, I, I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble picturing that. He can do it. Okay, like fair enough, but what? Just oh, you know what? I've never seen him with with brunette hair. He yes, he's naturally brunette. Oh, you know. Oh, okay. Type when you, okay when we're done. Type in Banshee fight scene Anthony Starr in YouTube, and you'll see why I, I say him as Wolverine. Yeah, I can see that. And no, 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 I'm convincing myself of it at this point. 
and he's not that tall. He's 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 pretty short. Hmm. And to and plus, he's all he's like to. I don't give a fuck about looks. Some people feel he's not that handsome. Some people he is. That's Wolverine. Not that handsome. He's sort of handsome. But like I said, in this in this MCU world, people fucks. Yeah. And that is my X-Men casting list. Nice. That is, I would say that is a solid list. Solid list for a reboot. Now, I did tease for the sequel. Now, disregard the Magneto. Like, you still show off Magneto. Mm-hmm. But like an MCU movie, just because you see them in the se- in the end credit scene doesn't mean you're gonna see him in the next movie. Right. Nah, I'm pulling this one from Astonishing X-Men. At the end of the movie, we see Forge and Beast take the head of Master Mold and have them power the Danger Room. So Master Mold um, engine is powering the Danger Room, so the X Mansion will no longer have to use its own power source to fund the to run the danger room which will save professor x and angel more money than cutting costs they forge who who can make anything in the world him and beast was like this would work this will work but if you know a science x-men like i do the danger room comes alive in the sequel yeah it's the x-men versus danger god and it's like it knows every single way they train and shit it's crazy but it won't know uh, the only catalyst um armor is the only one who never trained in the danger room so like and like this is the way you can insert her but like, she's not the deus ex machina like you can have it in the first movie every time she's trying to train in the danger room shit uh-huh. comes up where she can't go in there like you setting it up in the first movie, so when it gets to the sequel, and oh, and also it will take place only in the X matches. So it's basically Die Hard makes the X Men. Okay. So you have all the X Men just trying to fight the shit out of this danger room. Oh, and the corpse, and it will be like order of like a horror movie as well. The corpse of Master Mold. She's danger is attached to the corpse of Master Mold. Mm-hmm. So you get this big mechanical looking sentinel corpse while the danger room is attached to it. Oh, the danger room does gain sentience. So like the first two movies is basically humans versus robots. Ooh, okay. Then when you get to the um, third movie, this is like a a planned trilogy. But the first planned trilogy, when you get to the third movie, it is pulling directly from the comic book when it was the X-Men versus Magneto, and then the Brotherhood of Mutants. Mm-hmm. So, you can have it where Cyclops, um, like in the comic book, um, Magneto fucked up Cyclops. And Cyclops did not know his powers can damage Magneto, he just was not focusing. So, you you can take out your power hitters, and you're left with your, your B-Squad. So, that would be Colossus, Shadowcat, um, my this movie universe in the third movie, B Squad would be Gambit, Rogue, Jubilee, Colossus, Iceman, and Angel. But at the end of the movie, at the end, at the end fight, mm-hmm. like in the comic book, 
Magneto will clip Angel's wings. What I mean by that, he will sever them. Okay. So he will sever, and then when he gets to the fourth movie, Age of a Cop, uh, Age of Apocalypse, baby. Age of Apocalypse. Dude. So your first three movies is setting up the rise of Magneto. Then the the next four movies, the next three movies will be setting up to the end game, which would be the X-Men versus Apocalypse. So the first the first of the fourth movie will be the X-Men versus the um, Horsemen of the Apocalypse of Apocalypse. They will lose because Angel becomes Archangel. Then okay. something real bold. We kill off Magneto. Angel gets his revenge. You clip my wings, I clip yours. Ooh. <laughs> and guess who will technically take Magneto's spot as the villain? Hmm. Scarlet Witch. I could see that. I have I'm I'm laying I'm laying the seeds. Whatever happens in WandaVision, yes, I will I will like if she does not become a villain at the end of WandaVision, we could take her out of this hypothetical um, reboot. But if she becomes a villain, like I think she will, then ooh, X Men versus um, Scarlet Witch will be uh, oh so tasty. Mm. Ah, and that is my MCU X Men. Thank you. That is that is that is a complete ass list. I like it. I like it. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of interplay for for uh, for relationships between characters. I I am a fan of this list. Yep. And then plus each X Men will get their Avengers moment. Mm, yeah, yeah. They would be able to. Like I want to see Cyclops now. Optic Optic Rage is a video game use of Cyclops powers, but. Imagine seeing him do optic rage in 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 movie way in the movie form. That would be fucking epic. And everybody's like, "What's optic rage?" Optic rage is Cyclops can turn the dial on his visors either with his hands. Um, the, there's um two sensors on his hands, so he can um like pretty much like he can. Think Spider-Man doing the famous, um, his famous um, hand pose to um, spit out his webs, but for Cyclops, he grabs his hand, like he clutches his hands to a fist to blast, um, to help. Um, that connects because connected, the glove is connected to the visor, and he can shoot out um, from there. Or he'll like, which you normally see him do, touch the uh, side of the visor, which will trigger the lenses to move and it will be a very like think of it like how a laser is mm -hmm. and that's the the intensity of whatever the lenses will be the intensity of his blast but mm -hmm. if you lift all of the lenses or he just takes off his visor there's your optic rage that's unbridled kinetic energy well concussive energy which that means is it does not have heat. It does not produce heat. It just pretty much is like it's like punching something, it's like taking a hammer and punching something until it breaks with enough, mm. with enough force. So it's like Oof. really showing 
Cyclops' power. But yes, it, it, look, it looks like a beam, but it's it's a concussive beam, not a, a solar beam, which all these movies have been doing. Um, for some reason, yes, he can cut holes into things, but it's still like, think of it like he's like it's a jackhammer opening it up, but it's more finer. Mm, okay. So he's basically punching a hole in a sentinel. Um, seeing Wolverine and Colossus do the speed speedball special. Mm, sounds familiar for some reason. It's pretty much Colossus picking up Wolverine and throwing him like a baseball. <laughs> nice. And Wolverine already claw out with his claws out. Um, seeing Magic wield that big ass sword. But if you see it in Nemians, you really don't, you've seen it twice. Seeing Dazzler, she has a power where she will literally suck up the light and sound in a room, make you freak the fuck out, and then just fuck you up. Dude. Reminds me of a D&D character I made, honestly. Seeing <laughs> <laughs> um, seen, seen Gamma do the 52 pickup. If you know the 52 pickup, that means you've been playing X-Men Legends, people. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my God. But we have to wait till see what um what's Marvel what Kevin Feige is doing. Um, there has been a report um as we as we end off the show, there has been a report that Kevin Feige is now focusing more on the television side of things than the movies, which makes sense because of what's going on with the current pandemic. Um, but Thor: Love and Thunder is currently um filming right now. Miss Marvel is currently filming right now as we speak. Um, other um Shang Chi and Eternals is already finished. And there's a possibility we could be seeing Black Widow on Disney Plus, but we have to wait for that. But this has been the um, the Giant Country Robot Podcast. You can listen to us every Monday on SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, Coming soon to Stitcher. <laughs> oh, the longest running joke. <laughs> um, definitely go to um, also listen to the Night Owl Show which is part of the KDHR on Spotify or on their site KDHR.net um, yeah remember press on with pride press on with purpose and like Luke Cage always move forward with that peace we can't, we can't play the um, we can get copyright DMCA ah oh, damn yeah.